Welcome everybody to Wales Talks Wrestling episode 69, the magical number. Uh, let's get right into it here with some AEW NXT news. Um, like I said, we're on SmackDown. Uh, not bad stuff, just don't really feel like reviewing it these days. SmackDown, it's been pretty good, but I just can't with Raw. Like, I watch it, and that's about it. But it's kind of like I just put myself through my own, <laughs> my own thing. But we had two good events here. We had a great week of wrestling. We had New Year's Evil. And then we had AEW, uh, New Year's Smash. Uh, New Year's Evil was a pretty good show, but the main event kind of disappointed me, sadly. But let's get right into it. We have Damian Priest versus Killer Cross here. Uh, Cross's entrance is still one of my favorite things in wrestling. He just feels like such a fucking badass. By the way, if you hear stuff in the background, it's raining. I'm recording this outside in the car, so don't mind that. But, yeah, um... Freaking, uh, I love Cross's entrance, man. The whole Fallen Parade thing started looking like a goddamn snackaroonie. Uh, but let's start off. Cross with an early Taz Plex for a near fall. A nasty running forearm by Priest to Cross. And then an elevated flatliner for a near fall. Uh, Priest gave it a bigger fight than I thought he would, which I was really happy about that. Uh, takes Cross's head off with a big clothesline and a broken arrow for a near fall. Uh, Cross with a big clothesline of his own for another near fall. I love how these guys were just trading lariats. Uh, Trio Woe on Priest and then a big running knee while he's upside down for a near fall. Uh, Priest fights back with a couple kicks. Finally goes for the choke slam but does not get it. Hits the razor's edge on Cross for a near fall instead. Picks him right up, doesn't waste any time. South of the heaven choke slam. What should be his finish is fucking annoying. I really wish he would use that as his finish. It's such a great looking move the way he does it. So, South of the Heaven used to be his finish. That's the sad part. The stupid reckoning or whatever crossroads. He's too tall to be doing goddamn crossroads. But he hits the South of the Heaven for a near fall. Uh, Cross carries Priest, uh, hits him with the steel pole, and then the ring steps. Uh, big head kick, Doomsday Saito. Uh, freaking another Doomsday Saito. I fucking love that part. He's about to end it. Priest gets on his knees and he's like, that's all you got? And he calls him like a little bitch or something like that. Another Doomsday Saito. He sets him up, forearm to the back of the head, Cash's Ono style. And that's it. I like that being his finish. I could definitely see, like, kind of like, you know, uh, how Wade Barrett and um, Cash's Ono, Chris Hero were doing the elbow out of nowhere. That should be his finish. I'm actually A OK with the big forearm, like, elbow being his finish. Uh, Cross gets the big win here, and this is pretty much Priest's swan song from what they're saying. He was supposed to debut on SmackDown, but thank God, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens saved this man's career. He was supposed to come in with that whole Roman Reigns-Kevin Owens feud to be Kevin Owens' best friend or something. And both Kevin and uh, Roman spoke up and said it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I'm glad. It's 100% true. Put him on Raw. Like, what the hell? Why introduce him in such a big storyline for him just to take an L from Roman Reigns? Like, Roman does not need to be feuding with people he just needs to beat. He needs to beat people of importance right now. Like, Priest is awesome, but you're going to bring him in just to lose to Roman. That's just dumb. Uh, next match is Grand Matalik versus Santos Escobar. I feel like this match could have been a little better. I, I feel like it didn't get enough time, but I liked what I saw. Uh, Santos Escobar in control. Uh, Grand Matalik with a beautiful step-up dive Escalera. Uh, Matalik dives on Santos. Uh, Santos with a V-trigger in midair. Uh, freaking the arrow suicide dive. One of the best suicide dives in the business uh, is uh, Santos Escobar. Uh, freaking butterfly breaker to the knee. A throw of the hunt for the win. And that's it right there. Uh, I'm telling you, that's how you build a person right now. Santos Escobar is the perfect build. It's so underrated because I feel like no one talks about this guy. 
He's fucking great. He's killing it. The re-debut of Xia Li. I, I just love this whole gimmick. The whole Mortal Kombat entrance. The lady the fucking looking so evil and sinister on the throne. You got Boa looking like a fucking badass. He looks like a fucking Matrix dude. I still want to know who the evil lady is. Um, like I said, I think it's Mako Sakamura or Sakanara or whatever the fuck. But I, we'll see. Such a dope entrance. Uh, her and Io are going to have the fucking best feud ever. I cannot wait. Uh, Zia Lee versus a jobber. Because I'm pretty sure Io is going to lose the title to fucking Raquel. And then you're probably going to have Io and Zia Lee go at it. And to me, what they should do is have Io join their little evil group. Uh, big spinning kick to the face. Oh, my God. I thought she murdered this jobber. Uh, Zia Lee's got some good kicks, man. She's always had those kicks. Uh, she gets to win. Uh, sadly, Thatcher is injured. So no fight pit. And I feel like that really hurt this show. It was a great show, but I feel like this really, really hurt the show not having the fight pit on here. Then we move on to the best match of the night. Rhea versus Raquel Gonzalez in the last woman standing match. This match was great. It was definitely a fantastic, just overall last man, last woman standing match. It was one of my favorites. It's really good. Rhea wasting no time. She goes right at Raquel. Rhea gets uh, handcuffed. She ra handcuffs Raquel to the fence. Starts beating the crap out of her with some nasty... Uh, excuse me, chops and forearms. Uh, Raquel ends up ripping herself from the fence. Uh, damn hiccups. Still attached to the freaking um, uh, the fucking uh, handcuffs. Uh, Rhea smashed face first into the ring bell. I haven't seen the ring bell used in a while. Uh, oof! Big back body drop on the announce table, and she gets Sean. Rhea gets Sean Michaels, where the you know she hits the edge of the announce table and she gets like bended in half. I was like, oh, no, Shawn Michaels, why? Uh, freaking, she gets the announce table thrown on her. She gets chairs thrown on her. Big boot off the stage to Rhea. Uh, Rhea smashes Raquel through a glass door. They took it all the way outside. Rhea with a senton through a table off the lockers or something back there. That was awesome. Dakota Kai comes in, jumps Rhea with a kendo stick. Rhea ends up beating the shit out of her and shoves Dakota Kai into a locker. That was my favorite thing of the match. I thought that was hilarious. How much tiny of a woman fucking Dakota Kai is. These weren't like your regular really tall lockers. This was like a little tiny baby cubby. And she shoved her in there and locked her in there. She put like stuff in front of it. That was great. Uh, Raquel with a chair to Rhea. Uh, prism trap with a chair wrapped around Raquel's neck. I thought Rhea had it there for sure. Uh, Daft Valley Driver off the stage by Rhea to Raquel. Raquel gets up, powerbomb through the stage. Raquel ends up breaking the whole stage with that powerbomb. She beats the count. Fantastic match. Uh, they're one apiece now. I don't know if they're going to have a tiebreaker, but these girls can go. I've loved their whole feud, and Raquel is just a fucking star, man. I always saw it in her. I always saw it in her. Like I was like, okay, this girl could be pretty cool, but man, she's dope now. I like the Akuma pose too. Uh, this is how they chose to fill in the time with the whole uh, Timothy Thatcher uh, freaking uh, Champa match being gone. Johnny Gargano comes out with the way. Uh, I fucking love how dumb Johnny is. He's fucking great. This guy's got mad charisma as a heel. Uh, they give Johnny a picture of them as superheroes. Shotzi comes out. Austin, uh, Austin Theory, I almost said Austin Aries, that's a completely different Austin, uh, freaking Austin Theory goes to take out Shotzi, but Shotzi shoots him in the nuts with his tank, poor guy, that must have hurt like a bitch, even if you're wearing a cup, that must have hurt, Kushida comes out and makes a save, Lex Dexter Loomis ends up making a match, 
And we're getting Johnny and Candace versus Kushida and Shotzi. What a fucking tag team. Uh, Shotzi with a nice dive to the outside. Uh, Austin Theory pushes Kushida off the top. Kushida brings him, hits him in the nuts again <laughs> with Johnny. Uh, then uh, freaking roll up. Uh, Johnny by Kushida, and Kushida gets the win, so we're definitely getting Kushida versus Johnny. I really thought we were heading to Kushida versus Balor, but hey, I'll take it. Kushida and Johnny is going to be an instant fucking classic, I'll tell you that. Uh, the big announcement for the show was the Dusty Rhodes Women's Classic, so that's cool. We're getting two Dusty Rhodes Classics. I, I really hope the NXT, I mean, the tag team titles go to an NXT team. It just feels right, because like, the main roster doesn't do anything with them anyway. Like, I feel like NXT would benefit from having that, because they got a lot of great women there. And a lot of them, were, like, imagine Raquel and um, freaking Dakota Kai as tag team champions. That would be great. Uh, then the main event, Kyle O'Reilly versus Finn Batter for their NXT title. This was not even close. I don't know. I just really did not like this match, honestly. I really, I just thought this was a really lame match compared to their first match. It was a fucking one match of the year candidate. I still have to do my uh, top matches of 2020, by the way. Uh, Finn is going right at... Basically, Finn told him, I am going to break your jaw, and I am going to beat you up, and there's nothing you can do about it. And guess exactly what happened. I like that the champion looks strong, but God damn, Finn beat the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. He put the beats on this man. Kyle came back midway for a brain buster, tries to rip Finn's arms off. Finn gets Kyle to tap out. He taps this dude out. He beat the shit out of you, injured you, and then tapped you out in the next match. And then he he said he was going to hurt your jaw. Oh, my God. Finn was busted open hard way, but oh, my God. I just thought that was a really dumb, like, what, what are we doing? Like, I don't know if it was just time constraints or something, but this match was not even close. Close to what their first match was. The first match had so much fucking magic, man. But New Year's Evil was really good as a whole show. I def everyone should go see Raquel and Rhea, Last Woman Standing. That was fantastic. Great match. Not even a great woman's match. That's just a great match in general. It was great. But let's move on to the next. All right. Now we move on to uh, AEW. Freaking, uh, what is it? New Year's Smash? It just sounds like something off the Smash Brothers. I like it. Yeah, it's New Year's Smash. So uh, we started off with the Young Bucks versus S. Uh, I mean, the Young Bucks and SCU versus TH2 and my boys, the, the, the Acclaimed. Uh, Max Caster is going in in the rap. Oh, my God. He went in on this one. I thought this was one of his best ones. Um, freaking, uh, MC I love SCU wearing the Mr. Perfect rap is crap shirt. I was like, good throwback right there. Uh, usual, typical AEW tag team match, which is not a bad thing. You know, they, they start brawling all over the place. They're going nuts. The ref is like, oh, whatever. Uh, Jack Evans with a nice Phoenix splash for a near fall on Chris Daniels. Uh, Matt Jackson diving on everybody, and then a big spear to the outside on Helico. Uh, buckle bomb into two kicks, and then a nice DDT by Kaz for a near fall. BT triggered by Kaz and Nick on uh, Bones for a near fall. Super kick, parte, everyone's getting kicked in the face. A best Meltzer ever for the win. Kaz for promo, how basically they want a match against the Young Bucks. And they're still on the thing. If SCU fails to win a match as a tag team... They are done. It is over. I really hope Kaz doesn't turn on Daniels. I, I just, you know, let them do their own thing. Kaz could be a great fucking dude contender for the TNT title. 
He's always been underrated. Like I said, go watch Kazarian versus Christian Cage ladder match at TNA. That was one of the pay-per-views, I think. And then go watch Kazarian versus Kurt Angle on live TV for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Kazarian has always been able to hang with main event talent. He's fantastic. Promo-wise, too, his promos have gotten so good. And Daniels, he just needs to be the Fallen Angel. He needs to go back to being the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Uh, Moxley is back, loving Jericho on commentary. Uh, Mox saying, basically, Kenny, you will never be safe and you are going to pay for what you did. Uh, then we get my favorite match of the night. Uh, Jake, Actually, my second favorite match of the night because that main event was insane. Jake Hagar versus my boy, the legend himself, Wardlow. Please, AEW. Please, please, please give me more Wardlow on TV. This guy is fantastic. Both very, very even the whole match. Wardlow is tossing Jake Hagar around like nothing with some release suplexes. Wardlow with a Tazplex and a German suplex for a near fall. Beautiful swan. I, I kid you not. Wardlow's got a more beautiful swanton than Jeff Hardy. The swanton that he does is gorgeous for a near fall. Hager then locks in the choke. Uh, then he gets to the rope. F10 and Wardlow gets the clean win. How he should have on Cody on the cage match. But finally, this man wins a match. Wardlow wins a fucking match. Guys respect each other after the match. Hagar is still very pissed off. But the whole, th- the whole time, I'm just like, can Wardlow please dominate 2020? Like, make this man TNT champion, please. Give him a world title match. At least give him a match. Uh, T-Taz comes out. Darby comes out. They do the weigh-in. I don't know. I thought it was very dumb, honestly. Like, we get it. Darby is 120 pounds soaking wet. Like, you shouldn't be telling people, hey... This guy is a little tiny baby boy. We understand he's a tiny baby boy. He's fighting Cage. Cage, Cage's not the tallest dude, but wide. Cage is like three or four Darby Allens wide. Like, I don't know. I just hate the whole weigh-in thing. I get sports or whatever, but you guys blew that up. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just, I don't need to see, hey, Darby's a tiny baby. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, the lights go out. Darby wants to fight. Uh, Sting comes out. Taz promises Cage is going to rip the TNT title from his hands. So we'll see about that. Matt Seidel versus Cody Rhodes. Um, Cody comes out with Snoop Dogg. He uses his Snoop Dogg theme. Uh, Serpentico gets hit by mistake in this match. Big reverse superplex by Cody. Shooting star press, but Cody gets the knees up. Um, then going for the crossroads, but hits a reverse DDT instead. Shouts out to Sting. Uh, beautiful disaster kick for a near fall. Uh, lightning spiral, uh, Cody ends up kicking out, uh, crossroads, another crossroads, and that's it, Cody gets the win, uh, Serpentico and Lufer jump both guys, my boy Serpentico, I fucking love Chaos Project, I, I wish they would be on TV more, and then Snoop Dogg hits the absolute worst splash in the history of professional wrestling on Serpentico, and oh my god, the memes and gifts have been amazing, even his own cousin, Sasha Banks, is just like, yo, I will teach you how to do a splash, my guy. Oh, my God. They, they pinned Serpentico, and somehow this counts as a, as a win for Snoop Dogg. I don't know. I thought this was pretty funny. I, I The only thing I will say, I don't know. I feel like Cody and Matt Seidel, like, fucking Cody's great. And fucking, we all know how good Evan Bourne Matt Seidel is. This match was not, not great. They, they could have had a lot better. 
Like, I've seen both of these men have better matches. And fucking Matt Seidel's had better matches on Dark. And Cody's usually killing it, killing it recently. So, I don't know. I was not impressed by the match. But I guess they said, fuck the matches, all about the shenanigans. And here we go. This was the most match that pissed me off all week. Abaddon versus Sheeta. They have built Abaddon. She's unstoppable. She keeps waking up from Sheeta, whacking her in the head with a kendo stick. She cannot be stopped. She is a fucking zombie. She's crazy. AEW women's title on the line. Abaddon attacks Sheeta in her entrance. Sheeta cracks her in the head with the kendo stick before the match starts. Uh, Abaddon no-sells. Abaddon bites Sheeta's leg. Uh, she drags Sheeta under the ring. She bites the crap out of her neck again. Big X factor for a near fall. Sheeta kicks out. Sheeta with the crossbody to the outside. She brings Abaddon in. Hits the Falcon's arrow. Hits the Tamashi, the knee, you know, the Bombaya knee strike, and that's it. Abaddon gets beat, one move, that's it, done. Abaddon was the girl to beat Sheeta, honestly. Who else? If it's not Chris Statliner, I, I really hope they're not going for Britt Baker. I love Britt Baker. She's fucking hilarious. I love the show she does, you know, the doctor or whatever, doc waiting room or whatever. But, like... You're, you're, they're always complaining how Sheeta has no real competition. We have to keep bringing in people for Sheeta to beat. You have somebody who was an actual threat. Sheeta was scared of her. And then you have Sheeta just mop the floor with her. She just beats her like nothing. Abaddon was the person to beat Sheeta. They could have gone with it. They could have done the whole face your fears thing. They could have a lot of cool, like, fucking gimmick matches. Abaddon was the one for me to beat Sheeta. Now we have to wait all the way till Chris Statliner to somebody come back. Or somebody else. Or if they ever do the match between Riho and Sheeta, which Riho's on her way to the States because her contract got bought out. So she's not in stardom anymore. And she's actually moving in with Sheeta. So I don't know if that's where they're saving it. I understand that could be a really big money match, but we'll see. I don't know. I just thought Abaddon was the one to beat Sheeta, but whatever. All right, Phoenix versus Kenny Omega for the AEW world title. I fucking love Kenny's whole fucking bad guy, super ultra man, street fighter intro. I think it's fantastic. I'm so glad. I'm so glad this man is back. Like, like I told people. I, you know how many people watch AEW? And everybody heard me hype up Kenny Omega. And he fought in AEW for like a year in the tag team fucking division. And everyone looked at me like, this is the guy you kept building up? And I'm like, this is not Kenny Omega. The Kenny Omega we're getting now, he's not even trying yet. He's not even at 100% power. And look how fucking impressive this dude is. I love how they bring up Cody Ibushi being the champ. Oh, that was awesome. Please work in relationship coming soon so I can see the Golden Lovers back together. Uh, Dragon Rush on the outside by Kenny to uh, Phoenix. Nasty back suplex on the apron and then the guardrail onto Phoenix. I'm like, oh, he's trying to kill this man. Kataro Crusher for a near fall. Kenny picks him up, and it's time for the back breaker. He breaks his back for a near fall. Just heal Kenny is the way it's supposed to be, man. This guy's charisma is through the fucking roof as a heel. It's so great. Uh, beautiful triple springboard by Phoenix into a crazy senton dive to the outside of Kenny. I was like, what the fuck? Phoenix is insane, dude. Uh, I'm telling you, Phoenix is going to kill himself one day. Him or Darby. Uh, Phoenix with a moonsault German suplex. One of the most cleanest, smoothest spots I've ever seen. Please put that move in any video game. A fucking moonsault German suplex. Amazing. 
Double springboard, double foot stomp to Kenny's head by Phoenix. This guy's the king of the triple double springboards. V trigger to Phoenix. He no sells. He does a kick up with a super kick. They both go down. Power bomb. Oh my god. He power bombed them right out of his neck. Flipped them over. V trigger. Phoenix sold the shit out of it. Another V trigger. One winged angel. He countered it into a freaking poison rana. Another V trigger. Catches him outside with a fucking. Some crazy fucking cut. So he runs, he runs in the ring, Phoenix does. Hits a double springboard into a cutter. That was beautiful. Never seen that before. Fucking V-Trigger, one-winged angel, done. Kenny retains. Uh, fantastic match. One of the best matches AEW's put on. That was pay-per-view quality right there. Uh, Don Couch with a promo after. Death Triangle gets beaten down by the family backstage. Eddie Kingston in the... Butcher in the Blade. Uh, Don says to end Phoenix. He's telling Kenny Omega, just kill this guy. End him. Finish him off. Moxie comes out with the barbed wire bat. He actually hits Kenny Omega with the barbed wire bat. I was like, they kind of should have saved that, honestly. Kenny's bleeding all over the place on his chest. Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows, man. The Bullet Club. Full lights come out. Beat the share of the Moxley. Magic killer. The Bullet Club is back in town. Bullet Club will never die. That's what I always said. As I wear my Bullet Club shirt on right now, uh, they take the bat. They start beating the shit out of Moxley. Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison come out for some reason. A bunch of the AEW dark guys, they all get the shit beat out of them. Young Bucks come out. Young Bucks end up fucking super kick Griff, uh, Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Kenny puts up the two sweet. Carl puts up the two sweet. Luke puts up the two sweet. And Kenny's like, join me. Join me. This is what I talked about. If you remember, Kenny talked to them a long time ago and said, you're either with me or against me. And the Bucks join in, but they don't look happy about it. They join in. It's Bullet Club for life, except for AJ Styles. And this was fantastic. Uh, this was great. I enjoyed every single second. This was a great show. I actually preferred it over New Year's Evil, I think. Because usually the wrestling in NXT is a lot better sometimes. But I really thought the show knocked it off the park. Wardlow and Hager... And then, you know, fucking um, Kenny and Phoenix was enough for me. I was sold right there. But that's it for me. I'll catch you guys next time. Peace out. Uh, UUSK92 for all the social medias. Whale Talks Wrestling on all platforms where you can be fine. Podcast, just Google it around. I'll be putting up the clips on YouTube also. Uh, so, yeah, everybody take care. Watch some wrestling. And, uh, yeah, take it easy.